Welcome! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel Kay, the host of the world's first and second favourite audio-only Let's Play podcast. The world's first and no longer favourite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Let's not dwell on that, shall we? Let's uh, keep on moving right into the LP for the, for the day today, for today, for this day. <coughs> What's it going to be? Can you guess? Do you want to make a guess now? Are you you're ready to know what it is? Here it is. Yeah, damn fucking straight. It's Putt Putt. It's time for Putt Putt again. Oh, here comes Putt Putt. Hi, I'm Putt Putt. It's Putt Putt. Come join me on my adventure. And we're going to join him on an adventure. I'm ready to go. Oh, me too, Putt Putt. We are going to join the parade. Copyright 1992. Oh, we get right into the gameplay. Uh, it's the dawn of a brand new day. A happy smiling face. Rises over a picturesque field. A flower wakes up a bird. A robin breast, red breast, flies through the air. And here's Putt-Putt's little house. And he's just waking up. Ooh, he opens his big car mouth. He's going to turn on his radio. Good morning, Kaito. Wake up, all you swamp buggies. Car Town Pet Parade, okay. Okay. Yep. So you can march in the parade. Yep. Okay. Don't be a crankcase. Yeah, join the fun. That sounds great. I agree, Pat Pat. Oh, you don't have a pet. Yep. Maybe he'll let us in the parade, even though we don't have a pet. All right, listeners, that was a little exposition opening cinematic, opening uh, exposition dialogue. Our radio told us all about the pet parade. Um, yeah, there are a couple little elements of this game which aren't great. I'm playing the mobile port. I'm playing the Humongous Entertainment app version of Putt-Putt. I'm on my, uh, I'm, I'm on my, I'm talking into my snowball microphone, but I have here in my hand my mobile telephone. Uh, oh, uh, but there are a couple little elements of which were kind of broken in what just happened. The, um, dialogue is delivered by voice actors, like you just heard, but it's also displayed as text on the screen. But the text on the screen goes incredibly slowly, and the actors speak very fast. So there were long gaps in the dialogue, which you just heard, while the the while the the uh, writing caught up with the words. And it's also kind of it was hidden. The writing was a little bit obscured because it's I think it's been put on the wrong layer. It's slightly behind the dashboard, just by mistake. But whatever. I'm going to point out little errors like that when I see them. But uh, for the most part, this game looks beautiful. It's nice, bright colours, 1992 uh, computer kind of colours. Everything is uh, everything is is bright and happy in Car Town. It's a wonderful sunny day here in in uh, Put Putt's little house. It's like a garage. It's like the front door is like a big open garage door. I can see in the background just behind Put Putt. He's got these. Uh, Putt-Putt's house, inside Putt-Putt's house, looks like there's a wooden table, a very low-to-the-ground wooden table, because it's quite a low-to-the-ground little house, little house, little car. 
Uh, it's got these big windows with red uh, curtains, and he's got a selection of horns on the wall. His horn collection. Let's start clicking horns, shall we? Here's one. Yep, here's another one. Uh, and a third one. Uh, a fourth. Oh, that's very similar to this one, isn't it? It's almost identical. And here's the final horn. I quite like that one. Alright. Uh, so, on Putt-Putt's low wooden table, there's a uh, an empty bowl. There's some Tyre O's brand cereal. There's some motor oil. Uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, and a one-cent coin, like we're playing goddamn Binding of Isaac or something. Uh, there's also a fly buzzing around, because, uh, yeah, Putt-Putt is coded destitute in this tiny little one-room <laughs> shack, I guess. Uh, let's tr see if we can click the click the fly. Uh, I might accidentally click the curtains behind the fly, though, so if that happens, then get ready to hear some curtains being opened and we see the outside world. Come here, fly. Click! Ah, oh, shit! I got the curtains. I see the beautiful, bright, sunny day outside, but there is a frog sitting here on Putt-Putt's windowsill. Let's click that frog. Ah! Yeah, he's gonna catch the fly for me. I just need to time it just right. He's spitting out his long frog tongue. I got it! I got the fly! The fly is dead in front of me, eaten alive! Ah, help me! Flying breakfast. Flying breakfast, says Putt-Putt. Good point, my friend. Speaking of breakfast, I get the feeling what I'm supposed to do in Putt-Putt's little room here is pour myself a bowl of tyre-os. Oh boy, tyre-os! I'm hungry. Oh my god. Yep. So I click on the box of tyre-os and then tyre-o cereal flakes levitated out of the box like, uh, like Putt-Putt is using his carry powers to levitate stuff around like crazy. Now I guess I click the motor oil and Putt-Putt's gonna drink cereals with motor oil. Yep. Oh, three drops of motor oil. That'll be enough. And now we click on the cereal. Oh, he's using his long prehensile antennae, antenna to scoop it into his mouth in two bites. And now he's satisfied. So let's uh, click the tooth toothpaste. It squirts onto the toothbrush. It's time to brush. Yep, sure is. Yeah. Putt-Putt is using his long, thin spindly alien antenna which lives in his butt in the back part the back section in his caboose it is reaching it across this little one-room house and picks up his toothbrush and he brushes his teeth and because listeners I'm a goddamn anarchist I'm gonna pour him another bowl of cereal and undo the uh, the tooth cleaning work which he just did yeah, oil will taste great in the cereal. So let's click on the oil. Real slow-moving droplets of oil. Uh, so eat up a second breakfast, Putt-Putt. Let's undo that work you did on your teeth. Good. Well done. I'm exerting my control over this little car. Let's pick up this one-cent piece. Yep. I think it will too, Putt-Putt. Okay, uh, so our dashboard... Uh, down in my little glove compartment here, I've now got this one coin. I can pick it up and use it when I want to. I've got uh, my, my what, my speedometer. Putt-Putt can go as 35 units of measurement an hour, or a unit of time. 35 units of measurement per unit of time is the maximum 
that this uh, speedometer will show. Or maybe it's a uh, a revometer or whatever. A revometer, a revometer, because when Putt Putt revs his engine, it goes up. Right, here's the wheel. Yep, with a honky horn in the middle. All right, it's time to leave this house because there's nothing to do here. Let's. Uh, oh, maybe I click out out the window. Maybe. No, click on the the garage door. Here we are. It's a swell day for a parade, says Putt Putt. He's exited his little shack. And uh, I see, yeah, a beautiful rolling paddock in front of me. Uh, let's drive along the road. I guess over here. Come on, Putt Putt. Oh, the driving is weird. Do I have to hold down on the screen? I don't know. Maybe I need to click on stuff. Yeah, there's a little Robin Redbreast here in, in the paddock. He's uh, nosing around a hole in the ground. Let's click on this bird. Oh, it's trying to pull out a worm. Click on the, the worm hole. Yeah, no, nothing doing. It's a strong little worm. It's gripping hold of the ground and won't be ripped free to be devoured by this bird. So I guess we're going to help the bird somehow? Who knows how. Anyway, uh, I can't think of anything to do about it now. Let's click on some flowers. Some beautiful yellow daisy looking things. Yep, music has played and the flowers did a dance. Click on a tree. Nothing exciting about the tree. Ah, oh, here we are. I clicked on the correct bit of road to make Putt-Putt drive into the foreground here. Hi, Putt-Putt. Oh, there's a great big sign here, which I didn't even read. It's in great big block, squiggly red letters, and it says, Two Putt-Putts. So I guess to Putt-Putt's house. Putt-Putt's shack. Putt-Putt's uh, poverty... Shack. It says, two putt -putt. Yep. That's me. That's him. Oh god, I missed this. I missed you, Putt Putt. Uh, let's leave this place. There we are. Driving off. Uh, we're driving along a dirt road in the middle of the paddock. There's another tree. This one's quite, quite red wood with apples in it. Click on the tree. Oh, click on the apples. Oh no. Wow. An apple fell out of the tree, bounced off Putt-Putt's head, bounced along the ground, and then an arrow came out of the, uh, the the background, the far distance, and it shot the arrow right in half, very violently, and the split halves of the apple fell into a conveniently placed wooden barrel in the foreground. Let's click some more apples, shall we? Oh, the shit, that one exploded! Oh, and it magically reconstituted into apple juice. And the apple juice is squirting itself into the barrel. Let's click this apple. It falls down. Oh, it zooms across the ground. And it leaps into the barrel itself. And now here's a fourth apple. All these apples are rejuvenating in the tree after they've been spent, which is a very handy feature for a tree to have. Let's click on this fourth apple. This one falls on the ground. Oh, very simple. Just bounces three times. Uh, to get across the road and into the barrel. Now let's click on the final, the fifth apple in the tree. Oh, shucks. That one bounced across the road just like its, uh, its compatriot in the tree did, but just as it was uh, leaping into the barrel, a tiny worm uh, poked its head out, registered fear, mugged to the camera, and then plummeted with the apple into the barrel. Let's click on this barrel, shall we? Let's see what all this build-up has been... Uh, has been moving towards. Click on the barrel. Putt-Putt's going towards the barrel, and... 
and nothing. He just drives next to the barrel. No, no, nothing. I guess the barrel is just an excuse to have the apples do anything at all. Ah, this is something I really don't miss about the last Putt-Putt game, is every now and again you get to these points where you realise... All you're doing is making shapes and colours move on a screen to entertain children. So there was no point to that. There was no ultimate objective. It was just click things and a thing will happen. It's like a children's toy where you push a button and it makes a honk noise. Honk, honk, and you just push the button and that's all the point of the toy. That's what this game is. It's just a honk, honk noise when you push a button. And so you push it again and again. Every now and again, like with the putt-putt on the moon, I played to a point where things started to need to happen and I had to find, I had to gather resources and find items and give them to people and solve puzzles. That was great. When that started happening I got really excited but for now we're just in the moving colours and shapes making noises uh, stage where I feel really bad about playing this game. <laughs> anyway, let's keep on rolling through the field. There's some more daisy flowers here. Are they going to do more dancing and singing for me? Oh, that's so sweet! They did a little, they kissed each other. It's two daisies in the field. Oh, they do it again and again. I can just make the flowers kiss all day. Oh, the flowers love each other. Oh. Oh, they keep on kissing when I tell them to kiss. Yep. That's nice. Alright, well let's leave these two in love flowers in the field and keep on rolling through the paddock. There we go, driving along the dirt road. Off goes Putt-Putt through this uh, this beautiful grassland. There we are. There we are. We've come to another screen. Butterflies flit and flutter around a, uh, a picturesque pond in this beautiful green rolling hillside paddock. Ah, oh, fish jumped out without me even doing anything. Oh shit, fucking there's a gosh darn shark in the water. It's uh, they did a little, little lap of the of the pond, this shark fin, and a little worm is slowly crawling its way across the screen. It's been crawling since I entered the screen, and it's only just getting to the halfway mark. Let's see what happens when we click the worm, shall we? This will be the first thing I click on in this screen. Ah, oh, oh, the it's growing a chrysalis around itself, and then a third butterfly popped out. Wow, it turns out it was a caterpillar, and it metamorphosed before my eyes incredibly quickly. I should contact the scientific community and alert them to this incredible... Oh, a different kind of fish jumped out, a big purple fish. Wow, what an entertaining screen. This would be a good screen for a cat to watch. Look at all these worms and fish. Let's click some flowers, shall we? That one spins. That one spins too. That one spins but makes a different spinning sound. This fourth flower spins and makes the same spinning sound. Here comes the fifth flower. It spins and makes the second spinning sound. That one makes the same old spinning sound and also spins. None of those flowers kiss each other. Very disappointed. A one and a half out of five. That's my rating of these flowers. Let's click on uh, one of these butterflies. One is orange and one is yellow. Let's click the orange butterfly. Yeah, beautiful harp music played and now it's flowing from one area and then it flew back to the other area and now it's returned to its first its, its starting position let's see if the uh, yellow butterfly will do anything drastically different no it did something drastically similar great 
Tiny tree here, click on the tiny tree. Tree does nothing. Let's keep on driving, putt putt. Come on, man, let's find something to do. Ah! Oh! We can't pass because there is a cow on the road. Uh, and the cow, uh, whose kind of haunches are to the screen, uh, is bending down uh, and eating grass off the side of the paddock. Now, I think I played this game as a kid because I'm remembering one or two elements of it. One element I remembered is the exploding apple. That obviously left a mark on a, a young, impressionable Daniel. Uh, and now here, this cow, I also remember. Let's try clicking on the cow first, but I think I know what I need to do to make this cow move. Uh, we'll click on the cow. Yeah, it's a cute little moo. Yep. Maybe click on the cow bell. Oh! Yeah, I'm rewarded by, uh, the thing sort of dinging. I think I can probably click on the udders. Let's see what happens when we click on the udders. No, nothing. Well, that was so prominent. I mean, don't judge me for that. Uh, there's what looks like some little buds on the side of the road, little flower buds. I wonder what happens if I click them. Oh, mushrooms. Ah, that's a nice red mushroom. And now what's this? Ah, oh, the third mushroom is green with yellow spots. Oh, I click on the green mushroom and it bounces up on top of the red mushroom. Let's click on the yellow mushroom, the first mushroom, and it bounces on top of the green mushroom. Now we have a, a stack of mushrooms. Let's click on the big red mushroom. Oh, they all bounce off and plant themselves back in the ground. Alright, let's get this cow out of the way by honking our horn. Yep. Now I can keep on driving, says Putt-Putt. The cow walked off the road and onto the paddock. And during the walk cycle... The cow's uh, bell disappeared on every second frame, flickering on and off in a glitch. Oh, well, would you look at this? You'll need to do before dot dot dot. You can join the parade, full stop. You're the chief, says Putt Putt. Whatever you say, says Putt Putt. Oh, stuff. Well, guess what? Earn some money. Oh no! But how? It's just taken for granted that Putt Putt is absolutely filthy at the moment. But I don't have a lawnmower. A lawnmower? Ah, oh, the fire truck lets me borrow his lawnmower. It's a cute little uh, blue and purple yeah. one. How else can I earn money, Smokey? Oh, isn't that enough, Putt Putt? Well, you could also deliver groceries for Mr. Baldini. Deliver groceries for Mr. Baldini. So I've got two ways. Oh, but I don't have a pet. I don't have a pet. Oh, I always wanted a puppy. Always wanted a puppy. Then I'm sure you'll find one. And don't forget your balloon. Oh, of course. I won't. Hey, Smokey, do you know where I should go to Mulan today? Try Red Street first. Yeah. Alright, so we're here in town. Uh, we entered from a, a road uh, in the south of town, uh, and we were called over by Smokey the Fire Engine, who just told us all that dialogue you heard. Uh, said we need to make money to get washed, because we're a filthy little bastard car, who no one wants to see in a parade. 
because of all that dirt caking our little car body, obscuring our bright purple paint, muck and grime, just picked up from normal car life, driving through filth, disgusting effluent on the ground. Maybe because Putt-Putt lives in a a single-room shack in the middle of a field and has to traverse uh, a a muddy, dirty paddock every morning of his subsistence. Uh, And he asks, How do I earn money? And our generous benefactor, the old smoky fire engine, says, "Mow, Mow the lawns of the rich cars in the town. And then we're like, Oh, thank you, sir. Please, let me participate in capitalism. So I'll loan you my lawnmower, but I'm going to presumably take a percentage of your earnings because of my property ownership and my ownership of this tool that you require to make a living. Oh, thank you, sir. And in the back of his mind, Putt-Putt's thinking, Ah, oh, this bourgeoisie truck bastard. Yeah, I'll go to Red Street, all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think it's weird that we get two options. For making money, delivering groceries and mowing lawns. I wonder if we could just make enough money doing one of those two things. I wonder if the whole point is that um, that uh, the game knows that we just need some variation in the game. So it's like, oh, here's two activities for you to do to make up the uh, this sort of resource that we've asked of you. Oh yeah, so I guess here we are in the part of the game where we're actually expected to uh, to perform tasks to get any progress. You know, so good. Here we are. Um, hey, I tell you what, here's a good opportunity to take a little break now that we're in the middle of car town. Uh, I'm going to turn down the volume. And hey, guess what? It's time for a Daniel K. Recommend. Daniel K. has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Yes, thank you for the theme music, Editor Dan. Now, can you also... Hey, buddy, can you can you play that special background music? Yeah, that's right. Listeners, do you know what this is? Oh, this is a very special, special Daniel K. Recommends. Ah. Um, it turns out, listeners, it turns out I have a contemporary. It turns out I'm part of a movement. I'm part of a scene. There's another audio-only video game Let's Play podcast on the market. And it's been around for just about as long as my podcast has. Um, yeah. I found about I found out about about it this morning. This very morning when I woke up, there was a notification on my phone uh, attached to the Twitter application. It was from Blake, uh, a fan of the show Blake, uh, who's also about to get into uh, his own special brand of audio-only video game. Let's playing uh, Pokemon ROM hacks. We're going to hear from Blake pretty soon. That's exciting. But he got me in touch with these other guys. These two guys who make a podcast called the No One. What is it? No one. The No One Can Know About This Podcast, uh, abbreviated to the No Cat Podcast. And oh man, um, I went to work today and I listened to a solid five hours of it, and it's my new favorite podcast. They started in uh, late 2017. I started in early 2017, but pre-production on their show probably started around the same time as mine. Mine was actually released to the public, because what they do, their format, right? Their format is very, very different. They're an audio-only Let's Play podcast, but they're pretty goddamn different to the Daniel K's audio-only Let's Play podcast. Uh, they're two guys who are playing through all of the Final Fantasy games. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, 
that was kind of my intention for this podcast. Not to play through every single Final Fantasy game, but my 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 goal, my long-term goal for this podcast started out as oh, I'm I'm going to work my way up to doing Final Fantasy 7. That this is going to be the Final Fantasy 7 podcast. That's where I'm going to make my millions. Everyone's going to come to the Daniel Cage Let's Plays podcast and listen to me play through Final Fantasy 7. Well, they're kind of going to be doing that too. Um yeah, and the way they the way they handle it, because Final Fantasy, man, that is a series of long games. That's a series of really incredibly long games. Uh, and if I were to make a Final Fantasy Let's Play podcast uh, series, it would sound exactly like my my Pokemon Nuzlocke one does. It would be basically real time with all the boring grinding cut out. Um, but what the the way they decided to go about it, which is very different and which I enjoy very much, is that those two guys, uh, I'll insert their proper names right now, so it's not weird. Jeff Ekman and Ryan Kazmiski. One of them's got like a, as a yeah okay. I'm not going to comment on where I think their names come from. I don't know, probably Polish or something, because it's a Gizzitski. But I mean, they're American, so it's maybe from I don't know. Where all the Polish Americans live, Milwaukee. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of talking out of class here, out of out of out of school. What's the what's the word? What's the phrase when you are talking stuff you don't know about? I don't know, but I'm doing that. Anyway, yeah. What they do is they sit down uh, and they record themselves playing the entire game in like one long, long marathon session, which lasts for a couple days. <laughs> and uh, they then cut that together into uh, into uh, edited episodes. Uh, so their first one, uh, Final Fantasy One, the first ever Final Fantasy game. I think they played it over like three days, and they edited it into uh, six six or seven hour long episodes. And uh, they've got it's mostly made up of footage of them actually playing the game. And every now and again, they'll drop back in. Uh, and do like post commentary going like oh man at this stage we were both really <laughs> feeling like we we're about to pass out from the monotony of the incredible gameplay that is Final Fantasy 1 at this point the memories become less vivid for me like right. we had entered a, a s- sleep deprived and mentally broken zone of just like <laughs> sort of mush um, yeah, so it goes together to to create a very different kind of podcast to what my podcast is, and that's good because when I first heard that there was another audio only video game let's play podcast out there, I'll be honest, there was this kind of churning in my stomach, like, oh no, that's my idea. No one else is allowed to have my idea. To see someone else have your idea and then to also put it out there on the internet, it's like, oh, it feels feels kind of bad. But then I listen to the podcast and I'm really into it. It's like it's like discovering that your spouse is cheating on you and then simultaneously discovering that you're really into that kind of thing. Because I'm like, oh yeah, these guys, <laughs> oh, they're doing it so good. Oh, look at them go. <laughs> oh yeah, look what they're doing to my idea. Oh man, I've never been so turned on. That's what listening to their podcast is like. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for that analogy. Yeah, uh, so check out... Uh, there'll be links in links in the bio, but uh, you can find it just by uh, 
just by going on your podcast search engine, your podcast addict search engine or your Google podcast and uh, typing in uh, NOCAT, which is N-O-C-K-A-T, no one can know about this, NOCAT, no one can know about this, NOCAT. And it's named that because in about episode three, which takes place on the second day of the marathon, uh, they have this incredible existential crisis when they realize that they're putting an inordinate amount of effort into a prog- uh, into a project which they both which one of them in particular realizes that they would actually be ashamed if anybody found out they were doing this they're like oh my god i have a final fantasy let's play podcast i never realized i was the kind of person who would spend like an entire day playing Final Fantasy and then make a podcast out of it. And that's a kind of shame that I also have felt. (laughs) So that's why it's called the No One Can Know About This Podcast. Um, Check them out. I wholeheartedly recommend listening to their podcast. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, I'm I'm right at the end... uh, Well, I'm right at the end of episode 5... Uh, so that's that's getting towards the end of the the Final Fantasy one uh, let's play. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of not looking forward to them playing better games because at the moment it's a terrible chore for them to make any progress at all, and it's enjoying listening to them a struggle <laughs> and become depressed. It's that kind of it's that kind of Schadenfreude frustration joy which I feel listening to them uh, try and make progress playing a, a bad, like, flawed bad game. Anyway, yeah, so that's the end of the Daniel K. Recommends segment. Uh, check them out, please. Please check them out. They're awesome. Uh, and now it's back, it's back to it's back to Putt-Putt Land. Thank you for indulging me in that, uh, in that, uh, slightly more impassioned than usual Daniel K. Recommends. Let's get back into Putt-Putt Land. Turn up the volume. Here we are in the middle of town. So we're in a... Uh, the middle of car town, I think appropriately enough, is a roundabout. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six structures, not counting the island in the middle, which looks like some kind of municipal artwork, a sculpture, which is made out of two two shapes, a blue and a red shape, possibly with wheels. It looks like... From this, from this far away distance, it almost looks like a horrific car crash. A red and a blue car have collided head-on, and their their corpses are mushed together to form a uh, a disgusting jumble of car parts. Maybe when I click on it, let's click on it, shall we, and see if we can get a close-up, a closer view. Oh, what a squirts from their uh, their their mangled and mushed corpses. No, I guess there's no more detail. It's just it. We're looking at a car crash which squirts water. I guess radiator fluid. As the uh, the systems of the cars slowly, slowly palpate in their final moments, spraying radiator fluid up into the air in an uncontrolled spasm on the ground in the middle of the roundabout. What a what a grim what a grim what a grim spectacle to be in the middle of your town. All right, so six buildings surround the roundabout, and there are two exits to town. One leading uh, to the north, out of town. Uh, that's an exit I have not explored. One leading south. That's where I've come. That's where I've come from. 
that obviously leads to a Puck Puck's uh, shack and paddock where uh, no one goes except for a little old Puck Puck. Uh, yeah, so the six buildings, there's the fire station where Smokey the fire truck lives. That's where we're currently parked outside of. There's a red flag f- flying above Smokey's house. Um, yeah. Uh, next to it, there is a, a building with a rainbow above it. It's obviously the, uh, I guess, I don't know, the, the gay car bar. So we'll be visiting that later on. It's like a fun place to be. Fun place to go and meet people. And then next to it, there's a, a toy shop. There's a big illuminated uh, sign saying toys next to this next to this house uh, with a uh, with like a tiled roof, like roof tiles, old old uh, ceramic tiled, red ceramic tiled roof. Looks quite nice. Shingles are they called? I think they're called shingles, but like red clay shingles. Yep, that's the toy shop next to the gay bar, uh, and then across the other side. Uh, there's a gas station, uh, and there is a car wash, and then there's a, buildi- a building which I don't know what is. Probably the grocery store, huh? Let's go see if we can make money at the grocery store. No, let's go to the gay bar first. Off we go to the gay bar. Click on the gay bar. Putt-Putt drives up to it. Sure would be fun to get a new paint job. Ah, Putt-Putt's going to try and get a paint job at the gay bar. Man, I wonder how you perform a paint job. Do you just lick all over the exterior of the car? Sort of, yeah. Or do you maybe you rub? Yeah, it's, you get big buffers and you rub the uh, you rub the surface of the the car. You rub all its paint until the car ejaculates. Um, man, you'd think it was a late night record, but no, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know why I'm going so blue. I'm sorry, everyone. Ah, oh, but uh, yeah, the the bourgeoisie overlords of Car Town strike again. It's going to cost me three cents if I want to get myself a paint job at the gay the gay bar. Sorry, Rough Rider. <laughs> it takes three coins to operate this here paint shop. <laughs> well, I better get to working. Earn two coins. <laughs> I better get to work and earn two coins. I can't believe... I clicked on the... Uh, it's like a little radio in front of the gay bar here. Uh, which is called Car Town Color. Um, yeah, there's a little radio in front. Like an intercom. I click on it. It calls me Rough Rider. and says, sorry, Rough Rider. You're going to need to get three cents together before we can give you a paint job. All right, let's step away. Maybe we'll find satisfaction at the toy shop next door. Here we are. We arrive at the toy shop. Hey, it's the toy store. Yep. I wonder if they have a balloon I could use for the parade. Oh, good point. A, bur- a balloon for the parade. There are, uh, there's toy monkeys in the window. Oh, and there's a little bear on a unicycle. And listeners, it looks like Fatty Bear. It's like Fatty Bear, but without his um, without his red overalls. So I guess he doesn't have his inventory on it on him. He's stripped of his possessions. Yeah, well, I'm look, I'm window shopping at the moment. I'm looking at uh, like these little wind-up monkeys in the window, and then uh, Fatty Bear on his unicycle with a an umbrella. Let's click on him. Yeah, an umbrella. All the monkeys are playing music while Fatty Bear rides around on his unicycle. Good, that was fun. Let's try and enter the shop. And click on the garage door, which is the shop's front door. Here we are on the toy shop. Oh! Oh! 
the um The owner of the shop is Irish. Sorry, I just sold them off package to Mrs. Arbeck. Oh no. Do you know where I can find her? She took her wee one baby beef to the drive in movie. <laughs> yep, okay. Thank you. <laughs> that was quite an impassioned thank you from Pup Pup. Thank you. So Mrs. Airbag took her wee one baby beep to the outdoor cinema, and that's where I'm going to find the balloon, which this toy shop sold, Mrs. Airbag. Oh, hey, look at this. Uh, there's a, a clown here in a shelf in the foreground on a green-blue shelf, and it looks to be a reused uh, asset from Fatty Bear. Or Fatty Bear took it from this, I guess. Let's click on the clown, see what it does. Oh, it's got a yo-yo. It plays with a yo-yo. There's a jack-in-a-box. I turn the jack in a box, the handle turns a little bit. Yep. Turn some more. Clicking. Oh, a little car pops out. Hello, car. Uh, it does a little honk. Uh, it springs back in. The animation, as always in these humongous entertainment games, the animation is on point. It's really... It's really good. Uh, I've noticed, I think... Animation maybe in the Putt-Putt games is a little superior to in the Fatty Bear game. Uh, I remember some of it going weird and bendy and off-model in the Fatty Bear game. Um, but here in Putt-Putt Land, not only is it on-model all the time, it's also slow and languid. It's probably like 12 frames a second or whatever uh, during the, like in these like... Well, it's, it's probably less than 12 frames a second, but maybe only just less. But it takes... It takes its time. There's a lot of frames per movement. I noticed that with the oil can in Putt-Putt's house. I noticed that with the jack-in-a-box. This spring unloading the car into the air, and then the car broggling about on the screen. It's really smooth, and it takes its time about showing that it's good animation. I like it very much. As a as a uh, as an ex-professional animator, um, who has. Uh, <laughs> in his life, made five hundred dollars total from uh, from uh, making animations professionally, and done a, a lot and a lot of unpaid work. Then I can say the animation in the Putt Putt games is good shit. Let's find some more stuff to click on. There's a magnet here on the shelf. Oh, it's my magnet. I left it in the toy shop. No, I'm just oh, okay. I'm totally just making excuses for this petty theft I've just per perpetrated. I understand, though. The the uh, cartoon bourgeoisie keep me uh, living in a shack and a paddock. So when I come to town, I'm going to be picking up whatever is not nailed down, I swear. Um. <laughs> There's some wind-up ducks on a shelf. Oh, oh, okay, they walk... They walk off the shelf. It looks like they're going to plummet to the ground and smash into a thousand pieces, but at the last moment they walk underneath the underside of the shelf they're on. And they loop back around and then walk back up onto the shelf. That's nice. There's a red and white spotted box up on the top shelf. Oh, it's a mini-game, I guess. I zoom into the uh, zoom into the box. I can see inside the box, and it looks like if I click this spring here, a ball will be launched into this like playing field, I guess. Yep. Over it goes. It's bouncing around. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, it's just like a physics simulator. I can uh, I can place and remove pegs in the box, and then click a spring, and a ball will spring through 
the environment bouncing off the pegs which I've uh, which I've clicked. I hope I don't need to like do anything with this because this looks unbelievably boring. Let's just leave. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's some more toys down here. Looks like a little. Uh... Oh. I want to tell a riddle. Oh, a dog. Toy dog. A uh, toy cat. A, a duck. A weird rabbit. Ooh-ee. Alright, so I get to choose one of these these weird toys, which are in like a little, uh, I don't know, like they're on a little toy stage, and they want to tell me a riddle. We've got an ugly dog, we've got a crazy looking, a manic looking duck, like a mallard duck with a green head and a brown body. We've got a suspicious looking cat and an even more suspicious looking rabbit. I don't like this rabbit one bit, but I'm going to click the rabbit first. I just got a new doctor dog. Oh, this is clearly Putt-Putt's voice actor. Batteries? Is that the... No, okay, that was the riddle. Okay. So, the, okay, the riddle was the rabbit bought a doll and wants to know what it operates on. It's a doctor doll. Doctors don't operate. Surgeons operate, right? Anyway, whatever, Rabbit. Yeah, good good try. Let's talk to the cat next year. I know. It operates on baby dolls. Oh, there's more. Your new doctor doll. I bet it operates on batteries. There we go. Right. Everyone's oh, laughing. Operates on batteries. You're a bunny bunny. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. This is good, good, good. All right, let's talk to the cat. Why did the man make his dog sit in the sun? Oh, he was a, uh, he was a, I don't know, some dog-hating psychopath? Let's click on the duck. Gosh, I don't know. I like this duck. I know. The man made his dog sit in the sun because he wanted a hot dog. Oh, hot dog. Yep. Oh, they're all laughing. Oh, I'm glad they made the dog say that was funny. That's good. We got approval from the dog demographic to tell that dog joke. <laughs> Great. Uh, so we've got riddles from the duck and the dog left. Um, should we keep going with this? I'm trying to decide when the the jumping off point for this this first putt putt episode is going to be. Let's let's hear let's hear more from this weird duck. Okay, I once met a dragon who disappeared into thin air. <laughs> Anybody know his name? Um. Okay, who? I, it kind of last time it let me click what character I wanted to speak next. I want to keep hearing. Oh, let's hear from the dog. I like this kind of northern, you know, this northern dog. Do I give up? I know the name of the disappearing dragon. Oh, the cat is speaking. Poof the magic dragon. Poof the magic dragon. And everyone's laughing silently. And that's silly, says the rabbit. Okay, finally, let's hear from this dog. This sort of Michigan dog. Where do you find cats? Oh. Man, his accent's all over the place. Oh, let's let's find out from the cat. No, I want to hear from the duck. I like the duck. You find them everywhere. There's a smart ass. True, but that's not the right answer. Oh, it's like a bullwinkle moose. You find cats wherever kind of. I was going to hate that joke. Was that the joke? 
You find cats wherever you leave them. That's not true. Cats are famously pretty skittish creatures. Easily lost, that's what cats are. Alright, let's leave this uh, this collection of comedians, shall we? How do I leave? Well, there's no exit, I'm stuck here forever. Oh no! Putt-Putt's turning into one of the toys! Oh! No, I'm joking, but I just accidentally discovered there are more jokes if I keep on clicking. Wow, we can just hear jokes forever. Oh, I like that duck. No. I know the answer. The cat put her radio in the refrigerator. Yep. Because she wanted to hear cool music. Fucking great. That's excellent. Yep. Cool music, honestly. Uh-huh. Okay, come on. Here we are. Alright. I just had to click the right kind of uh area of the screen to get me the hell away from those people. Alright, looks like there's a little Rubik's Cube. Let's click on the Rubik's Cube. Oh, it's a puzzle. It's like a jigsaw puzzle where all the pieces are perfectly square. I need to rearrange it till it makes sense. Let's not do that though. I hope there's no reward for doing that which I need to which I need to get. There's a toy aeroplane. Click on it. Ah, it's uh, flying around. And now it's returned to its original position. Okay, let's, e let's exit this place. Goodbye, toy shop. Ah. And we're out by the window, and let's, let's uh, go back out to the town. And, uh, listeners, I think I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to go for too long. Uh, in the next episode, uh, we'll, um, we'll engage in some capitalism. We'll mow lawns. We'll do... Uh, no, we'll, we'll go to the grocery shop first, shall we? Uh, but until then, thank you very much for uh, joining me and Putt-Putt on this adventure. One thing I should have said at the very beginning is that this is this is the first ever Putt-Putt game. Putt-Putt joins the parade as the first game. Uh, and until I started playing, I hadn't realized that I had played this one before as a little kid. Uh, my intention was to work my way up to playing Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo, which is one which I... That was mine. That was my Putt-Putt game, pretty much. That was the one which I played again and again and again, which I owned in all senses of the word. Uh, and which I'm excited to, to explore one more time. So I thought I'd go back to the very beginning and kind of play this Putt-Putt game because I wouldn't want to play I wouldn't want to play Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo and have all the fun of that game and then go, oh, okay, now for the next one in the Putt-Putt series, I guess I'll go back in time and play a worse Putt-Putt game. That feels bad. I thought I'd start with this first game. But to be honest, it's a pretty well-formed first game. It's... At this stage, indistinguishable in terms of quality uh, from Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon, which is the other Putt-Putt game I've played on this podcast. Um, so yeah, the, the plan is still, I'll, I'll finish this first ever Putt-Putt game. I wonder if Putt-Putt will ever get a dog. Yeah, I wonder that. I wonder if he'll get a puppy like he wants. Um, stay tuned to find that out. Uh, listeners, uh, and then after this, I'll do uh, yeah, I'll do the other putt putt games and maybe the Freddy Fish game because uh, yeah, this is this is some fun stuff for me. <laughs> it eventually gets fun. There's some depressing time at the beginning of each one of these games where I'm like, oh, this actually sucks, and then I kind of get into it uh, in, in a in a in a in a uh, slightly lowered expectations kind of way. Uh, but yeah, so join me next time. I'll play. Uh, I'll play more Putt-Putt Joins the Parade. I'll make more sense. I'll start making sense.
But until then, go about your daily lives, have fun, do whatever it is you're doing, keep on doing it. Unless it's a bad thing, unless it's a crime which hurts somebody, then stop it. Uh, but yeah, if, if, in a, apart from in that situation, you just keep on keep on going with your lives, and I'll I'll be back some other time with more of this game, more of other games, just in general, more stuff. That's what I got for you, listeners. Isn't it exciting? What an exciting time to be alive. In the era of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and no longer favorite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Bye, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.